You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in uh, to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. Uh, I am the host, Isaac Watson, and as always, I want to thank you all so much. Week after week, you take time, you listen in, you share, you support, and I really do appreciate it. So thank you all so much. Um, Before I get into today's topic, do me a favor. Whatever you're doing, I want you to pause and I want you to take time uh, and rate Church Talk with Isaac as well as uh, if you can write a review uh, really quickly for Church Talk with Isaac. As I always encourage you, the reason is because um, when you do those things, you help make this platform more visible. And um, and again, another reason why I want to thank you all is because you have literally helped to take Church Talk with Isaac all around the world. I have listeners um, and subscribers literally all around the world uh, and um, consistent people who, who listen in. And uh, I could not do that without you all support. I couldn't do that without you um, making this platform more visible without your shares and uh, comments and and reviews. So thank you so very much. And let me do this. I want to take a moment and I actually want to read one of the reviews uh, from uh, one of our listeners. And this one, I believe, is from Pi Bree. And uh, this individual, this listener said, you won't regret listening. I follow Isaac uh, for a few years, and I'm glad that he started this podcast. His teachings have been very insightful and full of revelation. He teaches in a manner that everyone can understand, but calls you to study and go deeper in your relationship with the Lord. What are you waiting on? Start listening today. You won't regret it. Thank you so very much uh, for that review. And I agree. What are y'all waiting on? You won't regret it. Subscribe, share this, let other people know, and I appreciate it. All right, let me go ahead. I want to I want to go into today's uh, episode, today's topic, and this one is a little uh, different. I typically do general teachings on on different church um, subject matters that people may have questions on or may. Um, want clarity uh, uh, concerning or or maybe even sometimes I try to give a different perspective on things that uh, people may have been taught, so forth and so on. Um, but today I actually want to um, give you all some tools that will help you strengthen your spiritual life. Um, I want to take this episode because there's so many people who struggle um, in their prayer life. Uh, I know I have listeners who are um, pastors or spiritual leaders themselves. And I also have people who um, uh, where the church or, or spirituality or Christianity uh, may be new to them. And um, there are some people that may struggle in their prayer life and people who may um, they're in a place now where they actually want to grow um, in prayer where um, where they want to grow in a uh, 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 grow in the effectiveness of them communicating uh, with God or maybe even um, people who may uh, maybe serve in prayer capacities in in ministry uh, whatever the case may be and um, they want to increase in their prayer life they want to know how to strengthen uh, their prayer vocabulary they want to know uh, uh, um, I did I did a teaching some time ago called help I can't pray longer than five minutes or it was something named like that 
and uh, really what I want to do today is I want to give you all some 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 tools, some easy tools that will help you grow and increase in your prayer uh, capacity. All right. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about how to grow um, in your prayer life. Now, first of all, I want to make it very clear that prayer itself is simply um, communicating with God. It's communication or communing um, with God. There are different types of, of, of prayer, right? Um, but in its most simplest form, prayer is simply talking to God. So there is no right or wrong way to talk to God, all right? There's no format necessarily um, or, 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 or anything like that. And it should be something that um, that you do throughout the day on a daily basis um, where you have a consistent um, communicative uh, a flow between you and God. Another thing I want to make clear is that prayer is just not you talking to him. A part of prayer is also you taking time to listen to what he has to say to you. So one of the things that um, I want to say as a as a as a key and helping you to grow in your prayer life is that one of the things you have to stop doing, and I know this is not everyone, but this is some people. You say you want to grow in your prayer life, but the only time you pray is when something's wrong. So the first thing you have to come out of is the idea that the only time to actually, you know, what people would say, go in in prayer, where you actually are, are, are taking strategic, specific time, to really hit a particular subject matter, whatever it may be, is when somebody's in trouble. Maybe somebody might have passed away. Maybe you're in trouble. Something might have happened, some type of, of, uh, of, of, of traumatic experience or whatever the case may be. Now, the thing is this. Yes, pray during those times, but don't let that be the only time that you see God and the only time that you that you go to him in an intentional way to where any other day you just wake up, shut your arms uh, and, and say, Lord, I thank you for the morning. Uh, I bless you. Uh, in Jesus name, bless my family and bless me throughout my day in Jesus name. And then you get up and go about your day. But then when it's time when something come up, you want to go in <laughs> in prayer. Don't let that be the only time. Let it become something. Let prayer become something that is very intentional um, every day, uh, um, um, uh, you know, throughout your day. Let it become something that you actually um, is a uh, uh, that you're actually engaged in. Um, where it becomes a part of your nature to seek God um, first and to put him first in everything that you do. All right. Now, another thing I want to say is that many of you, um, the reason why your prayer, let's talk about prayer vocabularies. And what I mean by that is sometimes in prayer, uh, people have a difficult time articulating exactly what they are are trying to say to God because they do not have a um, um, their their prayer vocabulary is what I call it is very limited. So you can only say, well, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Or the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood or bless us, bless us, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, Lord. Oh, God, bless him, bless him, bless him. And you can't uh, uh, elaborate uh, in your in your prayer language. And the reason why is because in many cases, your prayer vocabulary will only be as vast as your word vocabulary. All right. Let me say that again. 
Your prayer vocabulary oftentimes will only be as vast as your word vocabulary. What do I mean by that? Um, if you are praying, let's say for healing for someone, and if you uh, without a strong word vocabulary, you just may say, "God heal them, heal them, heal them." I pray that you heal them. You said that you heal them. You heal them. You heal them. Um, and that's cool. I'm not saying that God does not hear that, but when you're talking about increasing in your own prayer life and prayer vocabulary, it is it is very beneficial. And it's helpful when you are able to actually look in the scriptures and find a scriptures that will correlate to whatever it is you're believing God for. For example, you can say, God, heal him, heal him, heal him. That's one way. Cool. But you can also look and uh, let's say Isaiah 53, verse five. Lord, you was uh, uh, you was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And with this stripes, we're healed. Now you have something to actually work with. So instead of just saying healing, 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 you can begin to declare the scripture. Of course, we can look at the immediate context, but uh, I believe that there's also things that can be applicable to our current life, our current circumstances. And I believe that that scripture still applies to us today to where we can actually look and say, God, I know that this individual is going through a very difficult time in their body. They're being, you know, stricken with sickness or disease or um, whatever the case may be. But Lord, you said that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we're healed. So, Lord, we thank you for the stripes that Jesus bore. We thank you for um, um, we thank you for what he went through. We thank you for what he had to endure. We thank you that there's power that flows through his blood. We thank you that that we can have peace because of what he went through um, in his day and dying for us and, and, and being wounded and being bruised. And we thank you that his bruise has given us the victory. So we just thank you, Lord, for the healing power uh, of God and the healing power that flowed through the sacrifice of Jesus in the work of Calvary. Now, all I did was I just used the scriptures and I just elaborated on the scriptures. And, and, and what happened is that my prayer vocabulary became enlarged because of my usage of the tools that have been given to us. Um, Paul said to Timothy that all scripture is profitable. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction. Um, it's profitable uh, for so many different things. And I believe one of the things that is also profitable for is prayer. It helps you to uh, elaborate and to increase in your prayer capacity. Now, another thing that I want to give you as a tool in learning how to pray uh, more effectively and um, more precisely, because the word um, intercede or uh, of where we get intercession from, the word intercede is, a, is the Greek word entugano. And one of the things that it means is to hit the mark or to shine light upon. So when we're talking about prayer or intercession, we're literally talking about hitting a, a particular target, hitting a particular mark, which means that there is a sense of directness. There is a sense of focus that should be there. There is a sense where uh, um, where we are so um, connected 
um, to whatever it is that we're praying for, that we're not floating around here and there. We don't know how to stay on target. You, you know, our minds begin to float. Uh, 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 you know, our minds begin to drift and, and we don't know how to stay focused. But I believe that when you become more skillful in prayer, because skillful because prayer is something that you can't become more skillful in. Otherwise, uh, Matthew chapter six, Jesus would not have taught his disciples how to pray. His disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray, which means that if it can be taught, then it can be strengthened. And if it can be strengthened, you can become better at it. All right. Um, so this this the next tool that I want to give you when we're dealing with intercession and we're dealing with strengthening your prayer life um, is that is this when you are praying. One of the things that you have to learn to do is stop trying to lead God in your prayers and you have to learn how to be led by God in your prayers. Now, this is something that we get into that honestly, in some circles, a circle that I actually, you know, was 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 uh, was was raised in when we deal with the prophetic and so forth and so on um, is prophetic intercession. And really all prophetic intercession, it sounds deep, but really all prophetic intercession is is intercession that is spirit led. It's intercession or prayer that is that is uh, you becoming sensitive and hearing, seeing, sensing what God is wanting you to pray. So God can God can lead you in a particular direction through dreams, through visions. He can lead you in a particular direction while you're praying by showing you certain things. Sometimes we think that uh, what pops up in our minds is random, but a lot of times it's not random. It could be God showing you a particular person, a particular direction to pray into a particular situation that's outside of your norm um, to pray for. And when you begin to engage in an intentional way, um, uh, 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 you can begin to pray God's heart, God's mind, God's will pertaining to a particular situation. And that's what we call prophetic intercession. So when you be when you begin to pray, um, one of the things that we have to stop doing is we have to stop trying to lead God where we're trying to get whatever we want to get done, done in prayer. But we have to be sensitive and we have to not talk as fast or talk as much where we literally take time to listen to whatever it is that God is wanting us to pray for during that time and that we actually begin to pray as we are led to pray. So stop trying to be the leader all the time. Learn how to be the follower. The best intercessors are actually better listeners than they are uh, declarers, decreers, uh, you know, all those different types of things that go on in prayer. It, the best intercessors are the listeners, those who take time to listen to whatever it is that God is wanting to get done. Now, another tool I want to give you is uh, and, and it's pretty basic, but come out of only praying for you. And praying for what directly affects you. So sometimes in prayer, one of the things that we that that many people do is they only stick to what what is directly connected to them. So if it's not just your needs, if it's not just, you know, your household, it could be your family. It could be your job. It could be thing. It could be things that are directly. I mean, just tied to you, whether directly or indirectly. And uh, I want to challenge you to begin to pray for things and people that may not directly be connected to you. Cities, 
nations, countries, begin to research what other countries may be going through, whether in their government or politics or um, in their economy or, or um, 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 whatever it may be. And I want to encourage you to begin to pray for people, maybe people that you may see on the news or people that you may uh, uh, see on TV or follow in movies or whatever the case may be and allow God to, to lead you in your prayers for other people. And that is one of the ways that you will actually find yourself increasing in your ability to pray and have longevity in prayer to where after five minutes, 10 minutes, you're not getting tired. You're not, uh, you know, your mind's not wandering and all those different types of things. You have to begin to expand yourself and challenge yourself in what you pray for and in who you pray for. Now, the last point I want to give you is um, pray in the spirit as well. For those of you who are listening, who are who are who have been uh, baptized uh, in the Holy Spirit uh, with one of the initial evidences, maybe I do a whole teaching on this. where We deal with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and what does it mean? Um, what's the difference between being saved and being filled or baptized in the Holy Spirit? Is it one and the same? Once you get saved, are you automatically filled with the Holy Spirit? And, you know, so there's a whole thing on that. But let me just say this. Those of you who are filled with the Holy Spirit who has one of the initial evidences, which is speaking in tongues or praying in tongues. One of the things I want to challenge you with is is praying in the spirit more. Sometimes we do not pray in the Holy Spirit enough as a spiritual discipline that we actually exercise every single day. I personally believe that you should pray in the spirit or make a, a, a habit or a discipline of praying in the spirit every single day um, for for an extended amount of time. Um, I don't I mean, I don't want to give you a time limit. It could be a few minutes, five minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. However, but there should be time dedicated where you pray in the spirit. This is why sometimes um, Paul said in first Corinthians 14 that when you pray in the spirit, he who prays in the spirit doesn't speak unto men, but unto God, for he utters mysteries in the spirit. And he says, this is what I'll do. I will pray in the spirit and I'll also pray with my understanding. I will sing in the spirit and I will also sing with my understanding. And what he was emphasizing on is the fact that when you pray in the spirit, your mind is unfruitful, meaning that you may not be able to uh, uh, logically understand um, what you're saying in your native language, um, but your spirit is the thing that's praying. Jude verse one of uh, 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 Jude is only one chapter in it, but verse 20 says that when you pray in the spirit, you are building your most holy faith. All right. Paul also said in Romans that when you pray in the spirit, it says we may not know what to pray for as we ought. But the spirit prays for us, making intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. So in other words, praying in the spirit is one of the ways um, that God has given us as a tool to um, 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 to be expanded in our prayer life, expanded in our prayer capacity to where the spirit actually is praying through us. Here's another thing. When you pray in the spirit, there are times where God will also give you the interpretation of what you're praying. I'm giving you all a whole course. But when you pray in the spirit, there are times where God also gives you the interpretation of what you're praying. Sometimes when you pray in the spirit, you may think that a thought that comes to you may be random when it's not random at all. It could be the interpretation of what you were just praying in the spirit. 
All right. Um, sometimes you pray in the spirit and you may hear certain things or you may sense certain things spiritually. Sometimes that may be God giving you the interpretation or a focal point in prayer. So praying in the spirit is actually another way to expand your spiritual vocabulary and your spiritual um, capacity um, in your times with God in intercession and in prayer. So listen, I hope that these tools and these points are things that can help you over time. I don't just want you with this episode to hear it and not do anything with it. I literally want you to apply many of these principles um, because, uh, to be quite honest, every believer should be able to pray at least an hour without getting tired or weary or feeling like it's a long period of time or anything like that. You should be able to pray at least an hour. Um, in your own personal time, I want to challenge you. If you're listening to Church Talk with Isaac, I want to challenge you to to um, this week. I want you to 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 challenge yourself in praying at least an hour um, on any particular day, and allow God to challenge you in that. And use some of these tools that were given to you during this during this episode. Um, and I guarantee you that it will help to increase your capacity to where you'll be able to pray extended periods of time without growing winded. All right. Now, something else I want to encourage you to do. I wrote two books that deals with prayer. All right. My first book, which, which deals exclusively with intercession, I wrote in 2017 it's entitled Access Granted, Unlocking Your Potential as an Intercessor. I want you, if you have not already, go on Amazon or on my website, IsaacWatsonMinistries.com. Um, and in the in the shop uh, field, uh, the shop link, you can purchase both of my books, but Access Granted, you can purchase my book. And that will also help you to unlock your potential as an intercessor. And then my newest book, which is on pre-order, Misplaced. Um, that that is a book on the prophetic, but it talks about intercessors and prophets distinguishing between the two. What makes intercessors prophetic? Um, it talks about what prophets are and the responsibility of prophets. And it talks about the prophetic responsibilities of both prophets and intercessors. And there are some tools also in that book that will help you to grow and increase in your in your prophetic responsibility as an intercessor as well to help you understand what that looks like. So I encourage you. Um, go on there and purchase it. You can only get misplaced right now on my website, um, but it will be released soon. It's on pre-order now. And if you order it from my website, either book, I will sign it personally and I will send it out to you so that you can have it. So listen, thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. I do appreciate you. And again, write a review and subscribe uh, and uh, rate it. And uh, I greatly appreciate it. I love y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with me. And I'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.